Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Friends of the Earth Dirt, a radio show on 3CR. I am your host, Phil Evans, coming at you live from the stolen wealth in the Kulin Nations, We're in Nam, also known as Melbourne. You can always catch up with a podcast with us on 3cr.org.au and it's been well worth doing so this month as we have explored the Sustainable Cities campaign at Friends of the Earth in the lead up to the Victorian state election. We started off with six months to make a difference, but that was two months ago now. So just four months to go to the state election, um, Victoria decides, as we try to get our all parties on side for our vision for Victoria, a state that works for people, the climate and the environment. Today, we're going to continue in that vein and um, I'll get to our guest in just a moment. First, I wanted to paint a little picture for you. Imagine a brown smog enveloping our city, a haze covering our natural spaces from Botanical to Edinburgh Gardens, cars lined up one after another during peak hour, painfully inching forward every few minutes, crowded constantly, noisy constantly. Sounds rather dystopian, doesn't it? Well, that's from the website from a group called Action for Health. They're a group of young people who are trying to... uh, bring about a more broad understanding for how health intersects between the social policy and how we have a sustainable city. Uh, Joining me on the phone today is Matt Newing from the group Action for Health. Good morning, Matt. How are you? I'm great. How are you going? Thanks for joining me. Um, For those at home, can you give us a little bit more of a broad stroke of what the vision uh, for Action for Health is, given I just gave a little bit of a snippet from your website uh, of what you don't want to happen? What do you want? Yes, it's always better to start off with what we do want. Um, So I guess we're a a nonpartisan, evidence-based group. We seek to mobilise young people to be more active uh, and more engaged around local politics, particularly around issues that are at the intersection of urban planning and public health. So uh, these are things such as we want more investment in active transport, in bike lanes, in uh, jogging lanes. We want better investment in public transport, uh, more parks, stuff like that that will... um, increase the health of our community uh, through these uh, changes to our urban environment. For sure. And one of the interesting things about the suggestions that you made around um, more use of public transport, active transport, is that not only are they good for people, but they're good for the environment as well, aren't they? Mm, yeah, there's um, a lot of uh, compounding uh, benefits to all these uh, things. There's, it's not just good for our health. Yes, you're right. It's also good for the environment and reduces our carbon footprint, um, and it's also good for things like mental health and community cohesion and uh, 
like the vibes that you want to have um, in your backyard. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wonder, I mean, given that we know that uh, increasing use of public transport is good for all of the things that uh, we've you've just outlined there what do you think some of the political blockages are to actually getting this stuff done um yeah there's it's it's very appealing i think to um uh invest in things such as roads and not in public transport because i guess it's um um they're they're such huge investments that um might not be politically favorable for example, something that we're campaigning for at the moment is um, on Sydney Road, we would love to see some disability accessible uh, tram stops. And it's in the Victorian um, strategy to have more disability accessible tram stops. But when you think of the economic output that the government would have to invest in of hundreds of billions of dollars, it, I guess it might not be favourable to win an election. But I think in the long run, I think all these things will have much better effects for our community. For sure, yeah. I certainly wanted to get to um, the campaign that you had around the Safer Sydney Road, Park Off. Um, love it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, in the in the plan that you have um, outlined, you kind of outlined four my main areas of why you think uh, getting the cars off Sydney Road is a good idea. But I wondered if you could start with um, just a general overview. I mean, what what is that particular vision and what would Sydney Road look like compared to right now? Definitely. Um, I just want to say that there's like some amazing people working in this space already. Friends of the Earth, for example, but as well as like Revitalised Sydney Road, RACV, the Moreland City Council. A lot of people are in favour of removing um, on-street parking on Sydney Road as it's uh, like a hotbed of uh, road trauma, as well as like it's super congested. Um, so we think that there'd be a lot of... Um, a lot of benefits of removing on-street parking. I guess the things that we um, ideally... Uh, on-street parking, I guess, is like the, the tagline to lure people in, but we'd love to see some separated bike lanes, some accessible tram stops, um, and uh, managing parking prices that are off-street so uh, that um, traders on Sydney Road won't be hurt by this, uh, which is like the, a, a huge concern that we're definitely cognizant of. Um, but overall, I think uh, it's such an iconic road in Melbourne mm. where a lot of culture and uh, business and especially young people thrive in. And I think that we need to make it uh, just as it is uh, for culture. We need to make it accessible so everyone can enjoy it continue to enjoy it yeah for sure absolutely one of the um the things that um shocked me um upon reading uh, the plan as outlined for by action for health was the number of uh injuries and crashes that are caused by having the cars parked on the side of the road mm, definitely so i guess um a lot of the action around it was mobilized by the tragic death um of um, a 25 year old a couple i think a couple years ago um but uh, outside from that, there are there's extremely high levels of car dooring and cyclists especially are effective. And I guess the niche that we were trying to um, be a voice of more is there's a lot of young people that live in the area and a lot of young people ride their bikes. Mm. Um, and I guess um, trying to have a cohesive voice of young people to be that this is an issue that affects us a lot and it'd be something that we'd like to see um, some movement in. I think was uh, the angle that we were going for. 
For sure. Speaking of movement, um, I was also shocked to hear that physical inactivity cost $13.8 billion to Australia a year. Um, so this is really about getting people more active in our community, isn't it? Definitely. Um, it's a, it's a, the, the huge pandemic that's sweeping the world at the moment that um, uh, we need a lot more action in. Um, I think currently, globally, non-communicable diseases, so diseases that can't be transmitted and uh, are primarily caused by lifestyle factors such as smoking or eating unhealthily and um, a lot of it is physical inactivity, is killing around 70% of us um, mm. uh, every year and um, things such as uh, making conducive environments for physical activity, so it encourages people to exercise more, um, I think, uh, great ways that a city can um, increase the health of its population. For sure. We kind of touched on um, the environmental, uh, the positive impacts on the environment, but um, one that might surprise some of our listeners at home are the economic, uh, the economic impacts. Can you outline some of those? Um. Uh, yeah, definitely. So um, outside, uh, so our organisation mainly focuses on the health impacts. Mm -hmm. And I think um, I, I think we live in such a lucky country where uh, a lot of our healthcare is free. Um, but a lot of people may not realise that we still pay for it as taxpayers. And these diseases that are caused by us uh, leading sedentary lifestyles, driving our cars to work every day, not getting enough exercise, uh, will lead us to getting heart disease, obesity, diabetes, which ends up costing the government and therefore us, the citizens, billions of dollars each year. And the ways uh, to combat this are just by leading healthier lives. And they're really simple fixes, such as if you put in a bike lane, it will just encourage people to ride their bikes more, which means that it will prevent people from getting heart disease. So obviously things like this have a lot of... Um, there's a lot of factors at play and you can't just say that if you do this, people will be healthier. But I think doing small things like this will push us in the right direction where we will start thinking about this more and um, lead better lives and therefore save some money. Sure. So it sounds like you're ticking a lot of boxes. If I was interested and I'm listening at home in supporting the uh, Park Off campaign, um, what can I do? Um, I think uh, the best thing to do is head to our website. Uh, actionhealth.org.au um, and there's uh, a petition that we're running at the moment and the campaign that we're running is um, reaching a climax where we're hoping to submit a document with all the supporters that we've raised. There's also ways on our website to get more involved with the organisation and with the movement we're generally trying to build which extends beyond um, the issue that is Sydney Road and you mentioned earlier that uh, yes, the Victorian state election is coming up and we have some things that we're planning to do for the Victorian state election and beyond just to educate and engage um, the citizens of Melbourne around the, the the link between our urban policy and our public health and that's what we're continuing trying to do. So head to our website, give us a like on Facebook, all that all that stuff um, and um, we'd love to we'd love to have a chat with you. For sure. Thanks so much for joining us today, Matt. Yes, thank you so much for having me. No worries. That was Matt Nguyen from Action for Health there talking about our sustainable city and how we can get there. Um, we'll be right back in just a moment. Well, if you listen to 3CO, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CO, clap your hands. 
If you listen to three, say, oh, yes, I know where you are. If you listen to three, say, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to three, say, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to three, say, oh, clap your hands. We'll check out the happy vibe. We're gonna ring up and subscribe. If you listen to three, say, oh, clap your hands. What? Who the hell is that? That's all right. If you listen to 3CR, jump on the phone right now. Give us a call on 039419-8377. That's 039419-8377. And subscribe. And you can do that online, of course, as well at 3cr.org.au, as well as find a podcast of all of your favorite shows. And of course, Dirt Radio being one of them. We were just talking to Matt Newen from Action for Health about sustainable cities, but we're going to change tack now. Um, and I'm very excited to have in the studio with, studio with me a special guest all the way from the other side of the continent, from Friends of the Earth, Perth. It is Claire Anderson. Hello, Claire. Hey, mate. How you doing? I am very, very well. And what a privilege and a pleasure to have you in the studio. It's lovely to be here. Uh, it's always lovely when we get you to uh, grace our shores. <laughs> so... For many people listening at home, maybe they don't even know that Friends of the Earth Perth exists. Mm. Um, when did all this happen? Well, we're pretty, still a pretty fledgling group, I guess. I guess our story begins quite a few years ago when a group of us were working to kind of establish a more anarchist social centre and co-working space where a bunch of grassroots groups that are working in WA the mining state against a whole bunch of different things. Um, we're looking for somewhere for us to gather and to work from and create kind of a cultural hub um, in Perth. And we spent a really long time kind of talking about a bunch of things, about how we're going to establish ourselves and our processes. And um, then I came here and met a bunch of crew at um, on Smith Street at Friends of the Earth here and was really inspired by the processes and the ways that things happen and realise that, you know, process isn't a dirty word. <laughs> <And it's> not, <laughs> process doesn't mean oppression. And so... Um, I'm stealing that. Yeah. I'm taking the oppression yeah. out of process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we are working at the moment to find somewhere for us to establish ourselves. Um, and we're looking at kind of negotiating at the moment in this beautiful warehouse space in Leaderville, um, which is a really beautiful kind of cultural hub in WA. Um, and the space is kind of, yeah, this beautiful warehouse to be shared with a bunch of artists and musos. It'll be kind of crossover studio space and co-working activist meeting space too, which is kind of an intersection that I'm really interested in working on is the kind of finding new ways for us to tell stories, especially in campaigning. I think it's really important and I think it's something that um, gives us a lot of power is like our poetry and our capacity to tell stories because mining companies, they don't have poetry. The state doesn't have poetry, but we have poetry. And I think it's really important to focus on that in our work. For sure. Um, for many years now, we've talked about um, a creative resistance um, mm. against some of the... Uh, 
horrible isms like colonial extractivism and um, the things that are causing us so much environmental and social justice pain. Precisely. Um, I know that there's um, quite a few areas of resistance that uh, Perth are working on. Mm. Um, so there's a few collectives kind of orbiting around the uh, the Friends of the Earth sphere, yeah. <laughs> yeah. for lack of other words. I yeah. started a metaphor I didn't quite know how to finish. <laughs> the Ouroboros. Yeah. <laughs> so um, do you want to let uh, our listeners know a few of the areas that um, currently people who are associated with Friends of the Earth totally. are working Totally. Yeah, well, most of us actually are pretty heavily involved in the Ban Uranium Mining Permanently Collective. Bump. Bump. <laughs> Bump. Bump. Um, which is kind of in the landscape of the WA anti-nukes movement is kind of the urban-based kind of grassroots faction, I guess, mm. like a lot of us because, you know, it's a pretty small place and there's not a whole bunch of people um, mobilised there. Like a lot of the time it's us kind of taking off mm. our, like, policy hat and putting on our, like more direct action kind of hat or whatever. But Bump kind of exists as this thing, this kind of entity that holds um, kind of the policy side of the campaigning and the grassroots side and the community kind of consultation side and mm. um, is pretty heavily involved in supporting the annual Wakajura Walkabout, which is on the 5th of August this year. Um, walking for one very month. Very soon. Yeah, very soon. I'm pretty. I'm going home tomorrow, and I'm going to be going crazy, logistically, <laughs> getting ready to go out and walk for a month in the desert on Wangatha Country, in resistance to the two proposed uranium mines that we will be walking through in the in the gold fields in the Western Desert, led by three amazing, staunch, dual traditional owners who are at the moment um, in court fighting Cameco, a huge Canadian mining company, and the state um, about this mining proposal at Yaliri that was approved, even though the state knew that um, this would cause the extinction of at least seven subterranean fauna species. So a lot of our work is kind of supporting the Arnies on country and in the city in their struggle. Um, and it's... I think really important for us to be able to hold space in the city to be able to amplify the traditional owners' voices, especially in the Western Desert, mm. and provide, yeah, a voice box in that space kind of physically and in the other ways that we can communicate from the city. For sure. Yeah. It's um, such a inspiring thing to do, the, the walkabout, and uh, we all wish you the very best on it. Is it too late for people to register for that or...? Hmm, I reckon we could squeeze a few more people in. Oh, there's still opportunities. So um, I'll put up some links um, to get in contact with that on the 3CR Dirt Radio yeah, sweet, page. I can't remember the website. <laughs> <laughs> Walkingforcountry.org, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put a link up um, for yeah, listeners thanks, if they are interested. <laughs> um, just putting, uh, taking off your anti-nukes hat and mm -hmm. putting on your forest hat. <laughs> Claire has many hats. There's a hat stand in the corner of the studio today for it to, <laughs> to switch them all over um i know you've just got back from uh some of the east gippsland forests mm. um but you also work in forests over there in western australia yeah with the uh, wa forest alliance yeah there's the wa forest alliance and there's the this fledgling 
citizen science for forest group that doesn't have a name yet mm. that's being established through Friends of the Earth Perth, which is super inspired by the work that Gecko and the Faux Forest Collective do and their citizen science work out there. Um, I've been going out there for a bunch of years now and been just so taken by that place and really excited by the idea that um, we can engage in kind of more long-term and slow burn direct action to protect the forest. Like I feel in my experience in the past, it's been kind of logging coop by logging coop, having mm -hmm. to mobilise ourselves really rapidly to defend a place. And I think that's really important. But I kind of, yeah, see so much value in t taking people out and spending the time to walk through the bush and to... Um, established kind of connection to the place and mm. and to fight these people kind of in languages that they understand as well it makes a lot of sense for sure like, um and i know some other work that's going on and i don't know how much you know about it. i feel like i'm putting you on the spot a little bit <laughs> <laughs> but um we were talking about some of the resistance work there but there's also some transformative work going on as well over at friends of the earth with the the work around the new economy um, that uh, is being pioneered over there. And I am aware that uh, Friends of the Earth have co-sponsored a... Uh, mm, a symposium mm. at Murdoch University. Doo -doo. I have the data written down here somewhere, actually. Sure. It's exciting yeah. work that, like, you know, like it, it's not really happening a lot around in society, people uh, having vision for alternative economies. Mm. I mean, it's very um, Francis Fukushima, the, um, the end of history kind of notion after the collapse of the uh, Berlin Wall that capitalism is fait accompli and that's all we've got and that's all we can imagine. Totally. So it's really yeah. exciting to, to see people step into that transform into your space mm. and start to imagine outside of the box. Mm. That's a huge, and it's a huge part of our vision for Faux Perth as well, is that mm. we'll be able to cultivate a really radically anti-capitalist culture. Mm, which is so central space. to that, that Faux DNA. Totally, you know, yeah, absolutely. Understanding that the uh, the economic structures that are, that we find ourselves within now are actually causing a lot of the social and environmental justice mm. issues that mm. we face. Yeah, and we're a little bit behind over in the Wild West, I think. So it's pretty exciting to be able to kind of spur people's imagination on a little bit. And um, yeah, it's going to be really cool. It's kind of my comrade in, in Faux Perth is kind of creating and organising this it symposium. It is very exciting stuff and we are almost running out of time on Dirt Radio. We're just speaking mm -hmm. to Claire Anderson. She is a part of Friends of the Earth in Perth as well as uh, one of our national liaison officers for <laughs> Friends of the Earth as well. Just one of the many hats, as I said, <laughs> the wonderful Claire wears. Um, we've only got a couple of minutes left to go, Claire. Um, and thank you so much for coming into the studio. It's a pleasure. Thanks. Um just before we go, I did want to um, quickly let some of our listeners know about some of the upcoming events that we have happening around at Friends of the Earth. So there is uh, the Forest Disco Fundraiser coming up on the 27th of July. 
There's an info night about building Victoria's renewable energy future on the 31st of July in Mulgrave. There's a Portland energy and climate update on the 1st of August. The 2nd of August, I'm super excited about this. We're having a treaty circle. So we'll be joined by Lydia, um, oh, I said Lydia lunch then, <laughs> Lydia Thorpe um, for, for that one. I'm really, really excited. Um, there's a Skillshare um, coming up on the 4th of August um, with the River Country campaign. More recycling, less litter, and information night on the 9th of August. It just goes on and on and on, literally every week, most nights, there's something going on. So check out our Facebook page for Friends of the Earth Melbourne. That's facebook.com forward slash faux Melbourne. Or go to melbourne.fo.org.au forward slash events to register your interest and get involved. Let's make 2018 the year of action. You. All right, so thanks for joining us for another edition of Friends of the Earth's Dirt Radio. Big thanks to Matt Newen from Action for Health and to Claire Anderson for joining me on the show today. I'll put up links so you can find out more and get involved with all of those things that we've talked about today and more. For now, stay tuned to Dirt Radio. Keep it locked on 855 AM.